Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome to the Financial Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I'm your host and also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest tonight, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. So give me, um, we've gone over a bunch of your finances offline, but give me and our listeners the overview where you live, how old you are, all that sort of stuff. Great. I am 26 years old. I just turned 26 about two weeks ago. Um, I live in New Jersey and I work in New York City. I work for a nonprofit organization and I make $80,000 a year. Um, I just got a huge raise and was previously making $55,000 per year. So I'm really excited about the significant jump. Yeah, that's Um, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. First time negotiating such a huge salary increase, and I'm just really proud of myself for staying the course. No, you should be. And you told me a funny story that you found out. How did you find out that you should be negotiating for more? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine about how much she made, and we both sort of revealed our salaries to each other, and she was making double what I was making. Um, and just in a similar role. And that really sort of like lit a fire underneath me. And I was like, okay, I've got to do this. Any self-respecting person has got to advocate for themselves in this situation. So (laughs) absolutely. But it's definitely not an easy thing to do. But I think that knowing what she was making gives you that like point of reference that, oh, if that person's making this much in this similar role, then I should be making more. Totally. And I had a good enough relationship with my team that the conversation wasn't as nerve wracking as it could have been. But it took a while, right? It wasn't an overnight. It wasn't overnight. It was about a six to eight month negotiation process, which started with me just like broaching the subject of a position change based on some additional responsibilities I had taken on um, and ended with me having written a job description that I iterated on with my direct supervisor and her supervisor um, and sort of ended up with my team leader going to bat for me with the CEO and CFO of our organization to advocate for sort of an unprecedented salary. Yeah. I mean, that's $25,000 is fantastic, but it sounds like you had everything lined up and you had an internal advocate, which also helps. Definitely. And I did a ton of research. I read every article, listened to every podcast, joined Slack groups, got advice from people. Um, I I overprepared, but it was well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little bit um, because we had a chat beforehand, but we talked, so you're single, no children. Correct. Um, And you're living with your parents, which is a great way to save money. I am. But it's just temporary. It is temporary. My parents are planning to move in the near future. 
Um, so that's something that's in the back of my mind. And one of my savings goals is actually saving up for when I'll eventually have to move out on my own. But in the interim, it's really allowed me to save a lot of money. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let's take, I think we should take advantage of the fact that you're living at home now, um, so that you can save extra money until your parents move. And then at that point you get your own place. Um, and now you said your new net income, since you just got this raise in June, so congratulations, mm. very recent, um, yeah. your, your net income is twenty three seventy per paycheck, and you get paid twice a month, right? Correct. Yep. I'm on a semi-monthly pay schedule. Okay. But then that New Jersey transit really hits you up hard. It does. So I spend about $520 a month on commuting and $265 are taken out pre-tax, which is like the IRS limit for pre-tax transportation funds. And then the rest of that comes out post-tax, but it's still like automatically deducted through WageWorks and onto my card. So I don't have to deal with that. And the remainder that I get after that and all my taxes is that twenty three seventy per paycheck. Perfect. So that's after all of your your commuting is paid for. Exactly. Wonderful. And then so then your other expenses that you have, um, so you're not paying rent, you, and you said you have no student loan debt. Correct. I'm very fortunate to have had parents who saved for my education, and um, I went to a, a public institution, a state flagship in state, so that helped. Yeah. Thank you, mom and dad. That's fantastic. For sure. I was also a first-generation college student, so it really means a lot to have been able to graduate with no debt. And my parents really value education. Good for you. That's fantastic. Thanks. So then, so what your expenses, we talked about, you have a car lease, insurance, gas, um, some subscriptions, and I think your big splurge is yoga? Yes. Okay. But they don't come out to be all that much. So we have about four, maybe 500, a little over $500 a month for all of that. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. And then tell me about your different, um, so you've been putting away monthly for various savings goals. Yes. I have like seven savings accounts. Um, which is kind of, I love it. It really helps to like see the name of the account online and separate the funds. So if I am tempted to take money out, I'm like, you're taking money out from your best friend's future wedding fund. <laughs> so I will start at the top. Okay. Um, I've got an emergency fund. I've got $10,545 there. Perfect. Okay. Um. And do you want me to do the amounts I'm contributing monthly as well, or just how much I have in each account? Why don't we go down what you have in each account and then where where you're putting your money now and see, and then I'm going to probably spend some of it for you. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so I'll just start with how much is in each account. So the emergency fund, $10,545. Um, I've got a travel fund that's got $1,041. I would love to take a huge trip to Australia and Southeast Asia with my mom next year, and I want to pay for everything. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. My mom's wanted to go to Australia since forever. (laughs) Um, And then my next account is a moving fund. So I've got $4,687 here. And this is for when I eventually have to move out on my own to help with those expenses. My goal is to get something like that. 
Exactly. Okay. Um, so my goal is to get to 6000 there. Okay. It's based on how much I estimate to spend on rent and then other moving expenses. Perfect. And then um, I've got an account where I've got $4,928. And this account is an account where I've been saving to pay off a credit card in one fell swoop. Um, and we can talk more about the situation with that credit card later. Okay. Um, then I've got an account for my best friend's wedding, which I mentioned. She is not yet engaged, does not know that she's getting engaged soon, but I do. Um, so I am already saving for this wedding, which will be happening internationally. She also lives abroad, so I know I'll be taking international flights. I've only got $250 in there so far, um, but I'm okay with just slowly building that up because this is more of like a medium-term savings goal. Right. And then like you can, maybe they have a long engagement, maybe they don't, but you can like assess it from there. Totally. Totally. But you cannot have her listen to the podcast. No, I cannot. Because she'll give it away. She'll be like, what? what wedding fund is this? Exactly. Wow. Good call. Yeah. You can't tell her about this podcast until after she's engaged. Yeah. Um, great. And then I also would like to go to grad school in the next two years or so. Okay. Um, so I have a savings account with only $217 in it that I'd like to start contributing to more regularly um, sure. just to help offset some of my cost of living expenses while in grad school. Okay. I think that's what I have to mention earlier is that I have this investment account as well because eventually I would like to start investing outside of my 401k, my 403b, my okay. retirement. Um, it literally only has $20 in it, but this is the account that I would link to like a brokerage account for automatic transfers eventually. Eventually. Okay. So then, and then you said that you have that debt fund and that's for, you said that you have a credit card that you want to get paid off. Yeah. So, um, prior to moving to the New York area for the job that I'm in now, I was living in a different state, making a lot less money and really was not able to make ends meet. So I was literally paying rent with a credit card. Um, Yeah, it was not a great situation. I was not saving anything. And from that experience, I have a credit card that was actually charged off. It's a Citibank credit card and the balance is $5,189. So I would love to just be able to pay that off in one fell swoop um, rather than like setting up a payment plan or something. And I'm almost to that goal. So what I would do is I would take um, like 200 bucks out of your emergency fund because you have over 10,000 and you have all the money, you know, you're going to end up, you're very close to having enough money saved up for your future move. So I would just take 200 bucks out of the emergency fund and then use that for what you already have saved up, saved up, and then I would pay it off in full. Great. Okay. I will do that. Yeah. I, I like that you have it all separated, but there's no, I don't see any issue with pulling 200 bucks from the emergency fund for that. Awesome. Yeah. I feel pretty good about where I am with my emergency fund. And I feel like that this is a good amount to have. Even if I was paying rent, I sort of estimated my expenses if I was paying rent to be like 3K per month. So, yeah, so you already have, well, you have over three months. And so I think that's fine. Great. And then, so then I'm kind of what I'm thinking here is 
if we were, so, cause you're thinking about doing grad school in the future. So I think it would be great if we could do 15% into your 403B, but do it in pre-tax. Okay. And so that should work out to be um, a $12,000 a year. So a thousand a month. So 500 a pay period, but you should only miss about 350 a pay period. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So then your net check would be, we'll just approximate should be about 2000 and net check. So you'll still be bringing in 4,000 a month. So you can still, you could still put more money in emergency fund. You could still put money for travel. You could still put money for the apartment. You could still put money away for grad school and for the Roth with no problem. But then you're doing 15% into the 403B pre-tax because you're in the 22% bracket right now. Yikes. Okay. And that's just your federal. And because you work in New York City, you pay New York City tax. And because you live in New Jersey, you pay New Jersey tax. Yes. So you're going to hit from all sides. Here. I am. It's rough. I always somehow still owe New Jersey taxes. And I just readjusted my withholdings after this past tax season because I was like, I want to owe nothing. How can I get there? <laughs> um, so any way to lower that tax burden, I'm open to it. Yeah. So I would do I would do 15% and see how it feels because then even with your savings goals of three, I'm just going to estimate that you do 350 to emergency fund, 350 for travel, 350 for apartment, 350. I'm just going to make everything 350, 350 for grad school and 350 for the raw. So we have one, two, three, four, we have five, you know, five times 350 because you put money in each of those goals. Mm-hmm. That's 1750, but you should still then have left over after everything twenty two fifty a month. Okay. So you might even be able, if you want to, even up the 403B a little bit more. Okay. Start with 15% and see how it feels. But I think you'll you'll still feel like you have a decent amount left over. You should have about 22. Well, then after your expenses, which I, I figured about $500 a month, um, you'll have, let's see. You'll have about eighteen hundred a month. Yeah, that feels like so much. Yeah, so then you could, if you're really serious about grad school, you could put another thousand dollars a month away for that, so that over the next two years you have a decent chunk of that paid off right. or paid up, really. Because your savings ratio for retirement will be fantastic because you're going to do 15, your company matches two. And then, so that's 17% right there, pre-tax. And then plus you're doing the Roth. So you're over 20% for retirement. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah, so that's what I do. 15% pre-tax in the 403B. And then see, at the end of the month, if you end up having an extra $1,000 or $500, I would say put, if you're very serious about grad school, I would put it in the grad school fund. Okay, perfect. That way you can potentially pay for a lot of that before you even get to that time. And then I always like to warn people with grad school, you want to make sure that if you're going to do that, you know what you're going to spend. And remember, you're going to pay it back after tax, right? Right. So you have to, if you're making 80000 in your net pay, right, we, we just went over. So we'll just say your net pay after the 401k, 403B is going to be 4000 So then if you had a $500 loan, how long would it take you to pay off? Or is it going to allow you to increase your income? Because then that is a more justifiable expense, right? So then your your income goes, maybe like goes up by 30000 because you, you're spending 
45 to get the $30,000 increase, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's something that I want to be really intentional about as I'm researching programs, especially someone who has no student loan debt from undergrad. Um, Right. And you're going to have no debt at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely debt averse and would love to save as much as possible. My goal is not to become debt free just to like jump into a pile more debt. But if the program's going to increase my earning potential, um, it's definitely something to consider. And I'm thinking about MBA programs. So hopefully they will. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I know that you did all of your research with the raise negotiation. So I don't doubt that you'll do your your research with this, but yeah, I, I would run like a return on your investment with it. Great. And, and, you know, you can also negotiate with the universities. Yeah. My sister is like, that's not how it works. And I'm like, yes, it does. (laughs) Like it's a sticker price. You can go in and negotiate. Totally. You can negotiate anything. You can negotiate. Yeah. You just have to have like the willingness to go in there and, and put yourself in that position. So I would I would definitely consider that because then if you do go to grad school and you have money saved up, what we could do at that point is we could take, let's just say you, you're going to save for the next two years, right? And you start school September of 2021. Mm-hmm. Then um, we'll have saved 24,000, just your contributions pre-tax in the 403B. And then we could convert that over to Roth while you're in grad school, like similar to what I did for my sister. Yes. Yes. I remember listening to that podcast as I was, I actually converted some of the money in my Roth IRA is from like other 401ks that I had previously. Um, I converted them to Roth at the end of the year, but I strongly considered waiting until I applied to grad school because of what I heard you um, advise your sister. But I had so little money that the tax burden was was minimal. Yeah. Yeah. You have to just be wary of the, of the tax consequences. Yeah. But that's fantastic. Cause then if you save now another, you know, you do the Roth and you get 6,000 in the Roth this year, 6,000 in the Roth next year. So then that your Roth total gets up to closer to 15,000 and we get 24,000 saved up in the 403B. That's without any growth. That's just what you're going to contribute. And then we get that converted over in two years to the Roth so then you end up by the time you're done with grad school, we'll just we'll just round it up. It ends up being let's say it grows a thousand dollars. You have twenty five thousand plus your other fifteen thousand that you already have in the Roth. So then you end up with forty thousand in the Roth by the time you're done with grad school. And if you save the money while you're living with your parents, that you offset most of that cost. Hopefully, you only need to take out twenty thousand in debt for grad school because you'll save, you know, ideally fifteen or twenty over the next two years for that. Yeah, that sounds like a really ideal scenario. Yeah, that'd be great because then you're you're only 28 and you have 40,000 in a Roth. That's amazing. That's the goal. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a great goal. So to summarize, so you'll do 15% pre-tax, your company's going to match 2%, and then you on your own are going to do 6,000 um, into your own Roth IRA outside of the work plan. And then you have, well, ideally have two years to live at home and, and save this money. And then also any additional money you have left over besides your 350 to the emergency fund, travel, apartment, grad school, and the Roth, anything you have left over, you can put in the grad school fund so that when you get there, we have all that money already saved up. And then um, we can use a little bit of it to do Roth conversions. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome plan. 
Okay, cool. Great. This has been so helpful because I just got my first paycheck after my raise and I had everything like planned out on a spreadsheet previously with my previous income. But now that I've had this raise, I've sort of been like floundering with where to put the money. So just having it broken down has been really helpful. Uh 20% for retirement. You have a really healthy emergency fund. You have a great travel fund. You have all of your expenses paid for your future apartment and move. And we're starting to fund a potential grad school. Awesome. And that's three fifty a month or per paycheck? Um, that it, I was doing it three fifty per month. I know you okay. I'm sorry, you yeah. like to do it per paycheck. No, no, that's fine. Three fifty a month is fine. I can break it down. Okay. That's what I would do. And that still leaves you, I think I had figured it leaves you about eighteen hundred a month left over. So you could go you could throw there, you could do two fifty into the wedding and then see what else you want to do, but I would do the excess into the grad school. With with as long as you get the fifteen percent into your four hundred three B and you get the full six thousand, which you can do that up until April fifteenth. Yes. For the IRA. Yes. I did that this year and contributed to my twenty eighteen Roth in the first couple of months of the year. Perfect. Yeah, so you can do the same for nineteen. Perfect. Does this sound like a good plan? Yeah, this sounds like an awesome plan. Thank you so much, Barbara. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Do you have any other questions for me? Um, I don't think so. Not right now. This is a great plan to move forward with. Okay, perfect. So what I'll do is you hang on the line. I'm going to wrap this up for our listeners out there. Thank you for listening. If you like us, please rate us and leave us um, a comment on iTunes. And if you have more questions about your personal finances, you can sign up for our class, uh, which you can find at www.planancial.com. And as I said, follow, you can also follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.